Welcome to the Interviewing Artist Series. This podcast is dedicated to interviewing undergraduate studio art students at the University of Guelph in partnership with the Duried Art Show and Kaleidoscope Magazine. My name is Sarah Bryant, and I am one of the Duried Art Show or Jazz Volunteers for this year's 53rd annual exhibition. Today, we're recording in Guelph, Ontario, which is situated on treaty land that is steeped in rich Indigenous history and home to many First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people today. We acknowledge the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation and the Anishinaabek peoples on whose traditional territory we are meeting. Today, I am here with Aisling... Ashling. Sorry? It's okay, Ashling Doolin. Ashling Doolin. Ashling Doolin, it's pronounced Ashling. Sorry, thank you. Um, so to start, um, what year are you in at the university? I'm in first year. Sorry, I'm but you? Year as a mature student. Excellent. Uh, can you describe yourself and your practice a little bit? Yeah, I have been an artist for many, many years, uh, mostly self-taught. Um, and my process is very much around catharsis and creativity being this cathartic release of energy, of expression. Um, I'm really interested in spontaneity and things outside of the conventional realm. I would say that sometimes my art could be perceived as political, but I think that's also the way of being a queer artist in a female body. And so as much as I don't see my art as political, I'm sure that, you know, presence of nudity and body fluids would be seen as political to some. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm interested in nature and sort of organic, the organic parts of the human experience. Excellent. Um, yeah, I feel like art kind of tends to be a little political anyway, because we don't mm -hmm. really control that. So that's really I know. interesting. Um, can you describe your process a little bit? Mm -hmm. um, kind of expand on your idea of like spontaneity and the cathartic impact? Definitely. So I have become increasingly aware of my art process being this almost supernatural experience of tapping into my unconscious. So I like to uh, sometimes paint with my eyes closed or paint with my non-dominant hand. And it's this way to tap into a part of my brain that's not part of my daily cognition and then be able to extend myself through a tool that is separate from me and has its own place in the physical realm that's gonna do its own thing, whether it's paint or pigment or water or the brush itself. And then I can look back at that and sort of look into a part of my brain that I may not always have access to. That's fascinating, so, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the process is, is usually very spontaneous. Uh, the, the final product is, is not planned for the most part. Uh, so it, it results in being pretty abstract, although definitely bodies come up quite a bit in, in, the, in the unconscious creation. Um, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I was actually just about to ask about that with the spontaneity, but you'd mentioned specifically bodies and fluids. So there's, I'm kind of sensing like a, a very visceral kind of impact in your work is that accurate 
Yeah, absolutely accurate. And I often, uh, when I'm painting or drawing, I'm usually naked and I've painted pieces where I've been menstruating and I just, not that I'm using the menstrual blood as a medium, but it, it's sort of like, uh, it will just drip onto the painting as I'm moving around it. Uh, so it's more just like a, a byproduct of me being a human creating this, this uh, piece. Okay, so you like work on the floor then? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, if it's okay. big, if it's big, like I, I painted a, a really large piece last year, uh, just on some old cotton fabric that I had, and it was like over eight feet long, and I just spread it out on my floor and worked on it over the period of maybe three weeks, and yeah, during that time I menstruated, so I, I ended up just dripping all of my blood for the most part onto it. <laughs> Um, well, actually that leads into well to uh, the next question. So um, obviously paint, uh, any other mediums that you work in? Mm -hmm. I really love pastel. I love chalk and oil pastel for different reasons, but uh, the, the pigment in pastel is just so delicious to me. And I love the feeling like it is a very uh, body sensing thing for me. Um, so I would say, yeah, pastel has been the one that I've worked with for the longest. Uh, paint, watercolor. Um, I've done a little bit with collage, although I definitely prefer more of a I don't know what the word would be, more of just like a, a hand to paper movement. Uh, pencil and, and pen and ink. I used to draw a lot with pen and ink uh, and I do like to do more realistic representational stuff with, with pencil and pen and ink, but. Yeah, yeah, do you find that like the the final product in your head is kind of like dictates the medium that you choose? Yeah, yeah, it would. Or it really is just this sort of impulsive, like sometimes I, I have this compulsive need to just like see red, like it's very much about the pigment. And so I'll just grab it and like really just draw like nice thick lines because it does something to me. Like it, it really is therapeutic more than it is about the final product. That's fascinating. I love hearing how other artists' brains work. It's really <laughs> it's yeah, so diverse. <laughs> This is what I love about art is that it is a chance to see the inner workings of someone's mind like pretty much unhinged. Like it's very different than structured writing. Um, I think it exists in other mediums as well and in other practices, but to look at artwork and be like, that's someone's brain. The inside, the weirdness coming out so we can all see it tangibly is like, ugh, that's the good stuff. <laughs> It's true. It's true. I'm always very envious myself of artists like that sound like you, where it's very spontaneous and open and flowing because I'm very regimented. And I think that's mm -hmm. something that's very visible looking at anybody's work. It is fascinating. Yeah, totally. I would love to see your work in contrast. <laughs> um, so as far as subject matter, um, obviously, that doesn't sound like it's a very concrete thing with you being more intuitive in your work. Um, but I guess, is, is there any like subject matter or things that inspire your work or like current events, things like that, that kind of yeah. consciously leak out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say current events as much as just like organicness, raw human experience, nature, really tapping into uh, the inherent parts of, of me. And so within that, yeah, becomes bodies, fruits, 
any sort of natural uh, image of trees or plants definitely come up. And as far as the more realistic things that I like to do, I do like to draw portraits of, of people, which is quite fun. And um, I'm really interested in drawing mundane inanimate objects. So I do like to practice sometimes if I'm at a cafe, seeing what's on the table and trying to draw it. And, and uh, I find that quite fun. And it, it makes me laugh a little bit to see how uh, non-accurate my drawing is, but it still somewhat resembles a cup or a napkin. Uh, so yeah, I would, say, I would say that's about as deep as it goes as far as um, subject matter. That's fair. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit about um, what or who inspires you? And maybe in terms of like other artists or things like that? Totally. Uh, my brother inspires me a lot. He's, he's an artist as well. Shout out Marco D'Andrea. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he, uh, all of my siblings, but he predominantly inspired me to study art and, and be involved in art at a very young age. Uh, so he definitely inspires me and we're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, other artists, I'm sure there's so many that I can't think of. There's a, a woman whose name completely escapes me and she does really great performance art pieces. Oh yeah, I've done performance art stuff as well and I, I probably will continue to do that because uh, it's it's very fun. And uh, Stephanie Sarley, I think is her name and she does performance art pieces and uh, like sexualizes fruit in this really great way. And she's become very much, um, uh copied on instagram but she is sort of the original creator i think like advertisements have copied her too but um i really love that sort of like raw sexuality and like kind of crude and and humorous uh parts of her work so i would say yeah yeah she inspires me for sure <laughs> <laughs> um how often do you create do you think hmm. um daily I think daily in some small way or another. Uh, it's a little cliche, but I think I embody art in most of the things that I do, whether it's cooking or listening to music or singing or dancing. And so it feels like a daily thing. And, and I realize more and more how necessary it is for, make, for me to make it a daily thing. Um, so yeah, having my um, artwork sort of sprawled out on my desk is helpful because I can go back to it at any time. Yeah. Have you found that uh, being at home consistently now has affected your practice at all? Oh, huge. Yeah, huge. It's, uh, I would say, made me more dedicated in some ways. Uh, and it's made me more creative to spice things up because I'm, I'm very much a, a traveler and an explorer and I don't really like to stay in one place for too long. And so Thankfully, art has given me a little bit of that feeling, and so exploring new things helps with that. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, what projects are you most proud of? Ooh. <laughs> it's funny, I'm thinking now about your question on subject matter, and I, I realize that there are certain parts of my work, actually since being in school, that are more political. And I made a zine for a past project, and it was the first time I'd ever really done anything like that. And and it was still spontaneity. It was still me kind of just off the top saying things. And it really represented a lot of what I'm feeling about 
being in online school and in just in institutional learning in general. Uh, and I'm really, I'm really proud of it because it, it, it's so nice to have something tangible to look at when you're struggling with something. Um, so I'm definitely proud of that. And um, I'm proud of that painting I told you about with my menstrual blood on it. Uh, it's called Everything That's Beautiful in the World. And it came at a time when we were all in lockdown the first time last year. And everyone, I lived alone at the time and everyone was so concerned about me and I appreciated it, but I was good. Like I was making <laughs> art, I was painting, you know, like everything was really okay for me. And, and it was such a representation of this painting being a representation of, of my optimism and, and how I, I really seem to be okay most of the time and um, see the beauty in things, even when things are challenging. So uh, yeah, I would say those two pieces. Okay, thank you. Um, do you have any projects that you're currently working on that you'd like to talk about? Hmm. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, there's so there's so many on the go, but nothing I can think of that's this concrete. I'm 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 working on a long-standing project uh, around Ireland and uh, Irish spirituality. I'm hoping to create a documentary about that one day. And so I would say that's something I'd, I'd like to speak about because I think it's important that people um, who are European settlers in Canada start to understand where their roots are because I think that that will create a space for uh, more acceptance of, of other cultures because I think sometimes we forget that we came from somewhere. Um, and so I'm really trying to tap into my Irish heritage and what it looked like before Christianity and all of the good and bad that comes with it and create this like all encompassing work that's very interdisciplinary. So it's a, it's a long standing, I feel probably a lifelong project, but it's something I'm quite dedicated to. Fascinating. Is it like kind of coming out in a series of small pieces or? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I just um, work because yesterday was St. Patrick's Day and that's kind of a controversial uh, holiday for me and for a lot of people. Uh, but I did, I did do some collage, uh, again, spontaneous, like I need to do, I need to, uh, I need to do something and this feels important. Uh, so I'll be like putting those on Instagram and, and I have a photo series that I did in Ireland a few years ago and um, so yeah, I guess it, I guess it is, it, it really just feels part of me. Um, so it comes out as it will organically. Awesome. Thank you. Um, do you have any tips for fellow artists working from home? Mm, any tips for fellow artists working from home? I would say no pressure. Don't force things because I think you lose authenticity when you force things and you pressure yourself to create. And I encourage everyone to, to look into why they're creating. Do they feel pressure to create content? Which I think to me is at a detriment to art, like when art becomes content for mm -hmm. others to digest and take time to create things that are, are for you and, and are therapeutic or cathartic and, and may not result in 
a, a final product that you enjoy and maybe you burn that final product but like make art for you instead of for content mm -hmm. no yeah I completely agree and like the content thing really embeds this idea of like um pressure to be prolific <laughs> like not everybody's process is constant no. and all of the time and a art piece and a post a day and stuff I think that's really yeah. important advice thank you yeah absolutely uh, I guess final question is, is there anything that you would like to talk about that my little list of questions didn't cover? <laughs> hmm. I feel like I've covered most things. I, you know, it's, it's funny. I feel I, I would love to ask other artists. And I mean, I would love to hear your perspective on this about when I speak about art in this sort of subconscious creation space. Like how many other artists experience this? They, like I get into a mode where I'm like, it almost feels like it's not me anymore. And I'm, I'm really just like a channel for, and then like a movement of the medium and maybe the paint is painting itself or maybe I don't know what's going on. I'm just here with this, these muscles and thankfully I'm able to do these things. And so I, I wonder if anyone else feels that weird disconnect but still connection to the work that they're producing honestly I completely relate to that like <clears throat> I joke with my friends about how I make my best work when I'm not there it's like I hit the flow zone and my part of my brain my lizard brain takes over and does this really cool stuff and the the conscious part of my brain that stresses over everything just disappears and I feel connected to my work but I'm not actively thinking about it it's just wow. kind of flowing forth and yeah, yeah I just joke that like I make my best work when I'm not in the room it's <laughs> totally <laughs> that's so okay cool I'm, I'm really glad to hear that that resonates with you I guess that's what they call the flow state <laughs> yeah. yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah, that makes sense yeah it's like worth I it's almost like I'm trying to escape from thinking yeah that makes yeah. sense cool well, thank you so much for sharing about your work and your practice and your views on art. Um, I think this is such an important project because it's so interesting to hear from a variety of artists, especially a variety of artists that are like kind of coming into their own and trying to get their work into the world and stuff. So this is fantastic. I appreciate it. Um, and for anybody else, thanks for listening to the Interviewing Artists series. Uh, check us out on our website at juriedartshow.ca or on Instagram at juriedartshow. And original music is by Cam Hind. <laughs>